0: This episode of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast is brought to you by the Embroiderers Guild of America.
1: You're listening to the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. We're very serious crafters, and we craft very serious crafts. Very serious.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Hello, and welcome to Season 3, Episode 20 of the Very Serious Crafts Podcast. I'm Molly from Wild Olive.
1: I'm Haley from Red Handled Scissors and the Bones and Bobbins podcast. Today we'll be talking about embroidered jackets, bulky sweaters, and holiday shopping.
0: Yes, and Heidi is taking a break from recording with us today, but uh, we'll we'll just talk about things and hope she doesn't miss out on all of these fun things that we're going to talk about.
1: She'll That's have to true. listen and
0: find out about things. I don't know. We
1: love you, Heidi. We do.
0: <laughs> uh yes, yeah, so basically here's the th- here's the thing. It's gotten cold all of a sudden.
1: <laughs>
0: Uh-oh. It snowed a few days ago here. And Ah uh, the Midwest. Yeah. Uh-huh. I'm just like freezing all the time, like bundled up in extra layers, and I want to hibernate. That's That's fair. That's it. Uh I can't hibernate because I can't do all of the things I'm supposed to be doing well. Layered under
1: all of the blankets, but hmm.
0: whatever. <laughs>
1: I mean, it sounds like you need. Oh, what are they called? A slanket or.
0: Oh, oh, um, uh, a snuggie. Th-
1: th- yeah, yeah, the that. yeah the the blanket with. Slanket I've, is the off brand version. I, <laughs> I've actually made one. Uh, a snuggie. Yeah. I've, nice. Yeah i've I've made
0: I think I've made a couple of them for for my siblings who who like to bundle up or... They also have found that they work really well if you wear it more like a robe because it's so big that you can just sort of, like, you know, prance around the house and feel like you're, like, an overlord or something. I don't know.
1: I (laughs) mean, that's, like, caftan to the next level. Yeah. Yeah, but, like... I'd feel like Blanche Devereaux just... But, like... Swishing um, through my house. Imagine
0: that, like, you then add, like the villain aspect to it, and they're into it.
1: <laughs> I add the villain aspect to everything.
0: <laughs> Fair. Anyway, what's new with you? Or what's not new with you? I don't know.
1: <laughs> <laughs> um, well, my kittens both got fixed last, last week, a week from Monday. I don't know. Time <laughs> makes no sense. It has not yet been two weeks. Okay. Um, although I think it will be by the time the episode is out. Uh, and so they are tiny bulldozers <laughs> in tiny cones. And that has not slowed them down. You think, you would think that having a hysterectomy would slow anyone down? Yeah. Not kittens, no. it turns out. No. Um, so trying to keep them quiet like we're supposed to. Has been an exercise in nope so much that when um, earlier this week I have a friend, Anna, who is part of my, like, COVID pod. Yeah. And... So she came over and we did our annual pumpkin carving that we usually do with my mom every year. But my mom is in Michigan and should not come to New York City. Yeah. So we did our annual pumpkin carving. And it didn't occur to me that kittens would just be like, oh, my goodness. All of the innards (laughs) of these things are toys. (laughs) And like light bulb moment. <laughs> and so here I am. I'm like, I don't know if kittens like if pumpkin is poisonous to kittens. I don't know if pumpkin seeds are poisonous to kittens, because you know, sometimes. Yeah. That. I know that you can and I do know that you can feed cooked pumpkin to creatures to help their digestive systems and and specifically cats
0: yeah like guinea pigs can eat raw pumpkin they cannot do cooked things but they can have the raw pumpkin so but But not they shouldn't eat seeds jack just showed
1: up and made a noise (laughs) hi jack um but yeah so i i wasn't sure and so here's like panicked me Covered in pumpkin, trying to lock the kittens in the bedroom because that is the only door, aside from the bathroom door, that exists in my apartment. Yes. And they aren't, it's not a door so much as 100 plus year old French doors or pocket doors, rather. Yeah. That don't roll so well on their track. And so it was, it was a mess. But, <laughs> I, last year, ordered a fancy set of pumpkin carving tools. Nice. And for whatever reason, they didn't get used last year. So either they didn't arrive in time, or I can't remember. Maybe we didn't carve pumpkins. Maybe we decided to watch a movie instead. I can't remember. So I got out this fancy new set, and whoa, it's a whole new world of pumpkin carving oh boy that that one could like i'm used to using a kitchen knife yeah and a paring knife like you know one of the big kitchen knives to cut cut the top open and then a paring no 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 they make actual tools for decorating squashes as it turns out
0: i mean in some ways this doesn't surprise me because this is so like such a, a thing I've always Yeah, but
1: like good tools. Yeah, that's not the like thing the is,
0: plastic the the ones that break yeah. the first time you try to use them. Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: Nice. Although I have one from the eighties that is still like it has been used at least every year that I lived at my mom's. Yeah. And it is still going strong.
0: It uh, is the one 80s. of those
1: yep. beautiful, like actual metal eighties pumpkin carving things yeah that we probably got in like 1984 yeah yeah um, <laughs> but that has not made its way here yet but everything else like it's it's a safety hazard mostly yeah <laughs> but i managed to carve a pumpkin with both a cutout although i did screw up and cut off the cat it was the whole thing oh no not the real cat but <laughs> the cat that I was carving in yes. the pumpkin but whatever that's what toothpicks are for that's and right and so everything everything worked out and I did those not quite fully carved oh but yeah the shows through yeah 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 bits and this is the first time I've ever attempted that and it worked nice I did it it was stars
0: because oh, cool. I did like a
1: cat sitting in a yeah. crescent moon and then stars yeah, because yeah, yeah. me. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it worked. And I am delighted, and I'm not entirely sure that anyone can see the pumpkin sitting on my fire escape from the street, but it's out there and I, I know it's there.
0: I was gonna say, you know, these are sometimes the things that we do for our own our own joy, and
1: that's just fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, so that's what's uh, new with me.
0: Excellent. Excellent. Well, before we jump into our more crafty topics, we want to give a shout out to our newest serious friend of the Very Serious Crafts podcast, who is supporting us now at patreon.com slash serious crafts. Many thanks to Kirsten. You're the best. Thank you so much. Thank you, Kirsten. All right. Right. So I brought a little show and tell today.
1: Oh, and
0: I'm I obviously will put this uh, in the show notes so that everyone can see this. But we recently um, re-refound some jackets that um, I'm going to show Haley here in the cool video chat um, today. I'm talking about those are beautiful Mexican tourist jackets. Is what I've found that they are called.
1: And I bet they are. Uh, I believe I have seen them. Yeah, yeah. Um, recently. <laughs> so
0: So interesting things about this. Um, you know, we can get into some problematic things with some of these, but oh these, that's interesting. These you designs, can see the
1: differences in the stitch. Yeah, quality so, too.
0: Basically, if you have never seen these before, although there's a good chance that you have, they are felt jackets. They are all wool felt, and they are hand-embroidered with wool yarn, depicting scenes that might be, you know, traditional traditional Mexican embroidery in some ways. Uh, there's cacti and flowers. Um, this one has sombreros on the pockets and a woman carrying um, a jar or a pot on her head. Um, there's... On the back of this one, there's um, a man pulling on a donkey with a cart that's filled with flowers. Um, And the personal history for these is that my, let's see, my grandma's cousin, who we, my grandma didn't have any sisters. And so her cousins were known to us as um, Aunt Helen and Aunt Carolyn, but they were not really are you know aunts, but uh, my aunt carolyn traveled quite a bit she never married and she went on all kinds of interesting um life adventures uh and so she brought these
1: two that's cool yeah i i love those members of the family yeah Uh,
0: because
1: like the and i know that the like spinster aunt persona has historically been a negative one but i am here to reclaim yeah spinster aunt for awesome independent women i yeah. mean i guess like, i'm married so i don't get to be a spinster
0: <laughs> anyway <laughs> and and once i once i learn to spin yarn that might be like i will be in full spinster mode myself
1: but um oh my gosh i appreciate that so hard <laughs>
0: Um, but like my my grandma's cousins, who were like her sisters, um, one did marry, and then um her husband passed away early on, and then she remained single the rest of her life. These two women were just they were awesome. So, um, so the these jackets came from uh, Aunt Carolyn, and my mom wore the one, or at least one of them. There's two different sizes. We're not sure – she doesn't really remember it being given to her, mm-hmm. but my – the one at least was the size for my, my my, mom's sister, my actual aunt, and she um, was – she is uh, significantly older than my mom. So there – you know, it's hard to say exactly when these were – when these came to our family from – Sure. From Mexico, but they were really popular in the 40s and 50s. Mm-hmm. And so I was digging in for to find a little bit more information about them. And I, I have a couple articles that I will put into the show notes. But um, basically, these were handmade in Mexico. They were sold there for people who were who were going to visit after uh, after World War II.
1: Specifically tourists.
0: Specifically yeah. tourists. Mm-hmm. Yep. These were not, this was not the kind of thing that, that locals would necessarily wear. Um, okay. But they, I I mean, they're absolutely, the stitching on it is cool. It's, it's regular like worsted weight yarn in wool. So it's basically like cruel, but o- oversized, meaning that they could make them quickly. So that they could be producing these. But it's all handmade. And the style of the embroidery is just gorgeous. Mm -hmm. What's interesting then that I found is that they... It became so in fashion to have these. Maybe because people wanted to look like they were traveling the world. Or at least to Mexico. That uh, I there's an ad that was i mean it looks like it probably could have been in work basket for mm-hmm. the mexicali swagger coat uh that is the actual
1: swagger coat the, the
0: swagger coat uh-huh um mexicali. where you could you could order one and they it says that they are um actually hand embroidered in old mexico oh I, As opposed opposed to I guess as New Mexico. Mexico. Exactly. (laughs) Um, and uh, yeah, they different different color options. They sold at that time for ten dollars and ninety-five cents.
1: I in and what year the
0: probably late forties, early fifties, I would guess. Okay. Um and also then McCall's put out a pattern for uh for making your own. So this is now, it gets into, like, now we're taking this thing and are we are we in full cultural appro- appropriation at this point? I don't know exactly that it's their culture, but okay.
1: Oh, $10, it has the purchasing power, or $10 in 1950 has the purchasing power of about $108 in 2020.
0: Okay, so that's, that's pretty good. That's more than I thought. Yeah, that's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Um, I did then find a place that was selling in the 90s a version of this and now is selling a new version that is embroidered suede and this i'm not so keen on this i have i have other thoughts and feelings on this however but the first article that i actually read about this the the author of the the blog her uh, her husband is Mexican and 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 came to the U.S. from Mexico, and so mm-hmm. they between the two of them kind of have a, an interesting perspective on it. And um, you can see some of the some of the designs that go on these are children with an animal or um, sure. playing, or they're those kinds of scenes. Others you, that you find are a little bit more that they, they go into the the. Racist stereotype category. Is I was th- going to say
1: the the problematic. It's um, yeah the I problematic mean, parlor. There are different.
0: There are there are issues with some of these, and some of them not at all. If they were all hand embroidered in Mexico, that gets into a whole other you know
1: interesting debate on things, which you know. The, yeah, that does get complicated. It's very I complicated, mean, especially because the tourist industry in many areas is the huge economic. Driver, Yeah. Yeah. And they know who they're targeting. Right. Yeah. But <laughs> sometimes it's racists, as it turns as out. As it turns out,
0: sometimes it <laughs> is. Um, but bottom line is these these jackets are they're beautiful. And even though they were designed to be made quickly so that they could sell a lot of jackets, they are Clearly made by mm-hmm. master craftspeople. And and actually, I, I started looking at this and I thought, hmm, I have some very nice uh, wool, cruel yarn. And I of course, I have wool felt. Mm-hmm. I would love to see what it feels like to actually do this kind of embroidery. Just, you know, take one of my own designs and stitch it with satin stitch or fishtail stitch or a little, there's a little bit of, of stem stitch in here. Um, I would like to, uh, kind of recreate the feeling of this type of stitching, but, you know, with my own In a less
1: problematic way. Yes,
0: exactly. (laughs) But I mean, I, I just probably would not have thought to put wool yarn through wool felt simply because it feels, you know, it's so much thicker than,
1: It would make my tongue go numb.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's not... Just
1: thinking about it already is.
0: (laughs) (laughs) It's going to take a very large, cruel needle to to make this work, but...
1: um... I mean, I could see a really cute interpretation of that, like, as a cropped jacket or something like that. Yeah, yeah. Like, a truly wearable, beautiful thing... Yeah. ...that is inspired by and appreciative of, but not appropriating. Yeah. I think a I'm
0: gonna I think I'm gonna test out the method and materials to make like a felt pouch to start with. I'm gonna start small with with my stitching and
1: Oh come now. <laughs> says the person who can never ever do anything small.
0: <laughs> well, maybe I'll, like a you got to do at least the test embroidery first. Oh well, yeah, you got to so... see
1: what works and what needles work.
0: Yes, exactly. So, we'll see. We'll see, but yeah. That's they're, cool. I, they're basically family heirlooms at this point and
1: And they're in such beautiful shape.
0: They are. They are. They have always been um, packed away in such a way that, that the moths won't come.
1: <laughs>
0: Don't tell them. I won't.
1: <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, man. It's uh, that time of year again. I am now getting all of the emails from people who have found my blog post about Uh mothing. Uh-huh,
0: (laughs) uh-huh.
1: And and asking for help. Um, Which is, I I understand the panic. Yeah. Yeah. But I would like to implore anyone listening who might be thinking about emailing me. To please, please read the comments because pretty much every question that I ever get asked asked now has been answered either by me or by someone else in the comments. And it's a really Perfect. good resource in and of itself. But good. good. Yes, let's let's uh <laughs> let's tell them all to know about yes. those uh, the jackets, I guess, right?
0: Yeah. And we will tell them no to finding their way into your stash, should you want to oh, gosh. find it.
1: <laughs> Let's not even talk about them finding their way into my stash. I know what that looks like. <laughs> <sighs> anyway, <clears throat> so, yeah, speaking of my stash, the weather has just started to turn crisp, but I now have switched to cozy mode and it does not matter if I am like I'm sitting here in a t-shirt but I have all the layers (laughs) oh
0: that's so funny
1: yeah yeah um well our heat also got turned on this week and I don't know if you know but Radiator heat played an extremely <laughs> solid role in the 1918 flu pandemic. Uh huh. Uh huh. Because it's really boiler radiator heat is a lot and you can't adjust it. It just is. Yeah. So <laughs> a lot of open windows. <laughs> but anyway. So now that I have descended into that, I haven't felt like knitting or crocheting or doing anything at all during the duration of this whole pandemic lockdown situation. And I was kind of waiting for it. Yeah. Because like at some point, I never leave the apartment, so I got to like <laughs> uh, 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 Yeah. <laughs> um but It it is now, it is now struck and I am going to, in probably the next day or two, excavate an entire sweater's worth of super bulky yarn from my stash. And um, I do mean it when I say super bulky. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, It is the most bulky of the super bulky yarns. Okay, And so I'm going to make... A sweater called the Modern Garden Cardigan um, by Viera Valamaki, um, okay. which I may have said incorrectly, but I think okay. I, I think it's pretty close. So it is this cardigan sweater, like sort of a crop cardigan sweater with three-quarter sleeves, that has a giant leaf motif. Yeah, this and is. I'm looking at this. Yeah. It's really cool. Yeah, it's it's really cool, and it's also like an extremely fast knit. Yeah. Um, the reason that I even have the sweater quantity for this in my favorite ugly mustard yellow is <laughs> because I was at my local yarn shop maybe last year, possibly the year before, because, you know, projects, they hibernate. (laughs) And a teenager that was making samples was sitting at the project table in the middle of the store when I came in. I I was working on a book, so it must have been in the last couple of years. I think, okay,
0: Um, wait a minute. I think that it had to have been more than two years ago because I feel like, You told me about this yarn while I was visiting you two years ago around this time.
1: (laughs) Uh, I think that's entirely possible. Um, So, yeah, it's also entirely possible that I have talked about this sweater.
0: (laughs) I don't remember you talking about it on the podcast, but I definitely Mm -hmm. feel like I've heard a little bit about about this. So, okay,
1: continue, continue. Well, so I'm sitting at, like, you know, the the work table that is in every good local yarn shop and minding my own business, doing some work, and this teenager, who is a pretty fast knitter, definitely faster than me, whipped up this sweater in basically an afternoon. Whoa. And, like, let me try it on. (laughs)
0: <laughs> oh, my goodness.
1: And I was like, what? Because I wanted to know what size yeah. to, to knit because bulky yarn can be a little weird. Yeah, And so I tried it on after, like, watching her cast on. It, it was such a bizarre thing. And, I mean, she's definitely a, a way faster than average knitter. Yeah. But... I was so impressed and I was like, oh, I, you know, I really love, I love a cardigan. I wear cardigans all the time. Yeah. I, uh, for those who have not seen me, I largely look like a librarian. <laughs> yes, um, that's accurate. Uh, except there are lots of hidden tattoos. <laughs> and so... I don't know this it just looks so cozy and it looked so easy and so I'm really excited to actually be trying it out and at, at this point in like I mentioned the the whole lockdown and pandemic and all of that um my body has changed a lot since I first purchased the yarn and the pattern yeah. I can't remember if I've talked about this on the podcast, but I'm usually a stress eater. Mm-hmm. But it would seem that, like, big dramatic world trauma does the opposite. Mm. And so I've lost a lot of weight during the past six months or so. Yeah. Like, not a a scary you should be concerned amount, just my body body isn't very interested in eating so I time like I schedule yeah Yeah. (laughs) um and so now I am having to go through the process of measuring a body that does not look or feel like my body has like since maybe middle school wow yeah um because I'm about the same size as I was in, in middle school, which isn't as weird as you'd think it right. sounds because I'm not much bigger than that anyway. Yeah. but <laughs> You're um, just a
0: small person.
1: <laughs> yes. I, I'm a small human being, but, like, all of the sudden, all of the fit issues that I've had to work around for most of my making life mm-hmm. don't exist. So, like my chest is always a problem it isn't a problem right now yeah like i wear standard sizes at the moment and that has that hasn't been the case for like 20 years wow yeah and like my butt isn't as big as it usually <laughs> is so uh, and like hip to waist ratio is completely different so i'm seeing numbers that i have never dealt with yeah and now you have
0: to like reshape your yes! whole w- way of of fitting a thing to you,
1: <laughs> which is such a weird thing to be doing once you've been making for yeah. so long. And but what it has done has sort of been really helpful, also. So
0: I guess my thought though is then on this on this cardigan. Mm-hmm. Do you make it so that it fits you now? Are you concerned that if you make it your current size if that shifts again will it be way too small like does it matter
1: (laughs) and that's that's just it so because shopping has been such a stressful experience i sort of expected figuring out what size to knit this stupid sweater (laughs) would also be really stressful but I've actually weirdly found it to be reassuring.
0: Mm, yeah.
1: Because, like, sweaters have ease. Yes. And all of these, like, there are a variety of sizes that I could choose that would fit, but might have a different silhouette. Yes. And so, just coming to terms with where I'm at at the moment, I'm choosing not to worry about where I'm going yeah. to eventually be at because I don't know. Yeah, and I, I you mean, just
0: summed up life it, right now. <laughs> the yeah. healthy way <laughs> well, to. Exactly. Well, I'm just gonna go with what's in the moment because I don't know what is gonna be
1: coming. <laughs> yeah, and so I'm. I've sort of been not like making clothes that I have wanted to make or buying a new winter coat or anything yeah. like that. And you know what? This is where I'm at right now. Yeah. I don't know where I'm going to be, but also now that I have like sort of interacted with my body in the way that it is now mm-hmm. and looked at the numbers and like figured out, how proportionally to apply that to patterns and things like that i feel so much more comfortable in my skin and so much less stressed out about it yeah because honestly who cares like the bulk of this sweater is so huge and it's going to knit up so quickly that if i have to make a new one next year if I decide I'm in love with this sweater and there isn't enough ease, then I will make that choice. And I'm sort of trying to apply this to all of my supplies right now, like all of the fabric that I'm in love with. It's really cool that I can button a button-down shirt right now. Yeah. Because I have narrow shoulders, and so usually anything that fits my shoulders... Needs some serious bust adjustment. Right now, I fall into a straight size. And so... Make the thing and enjoy it. (laughs) Yeah, why not make the thing that makes me feel happy? And, I mean, yeah, if if there's, like, an especially expensive fabric or something, I might build in a little extra room or even leave in... And this used to be a thing when I was growing up. I don't know if this still happens now. Maybe not because fewer people are getting like handmade outfits from, say, grandparents Mm -hmm. or parents. But I always had clothes that had like extra allowance like in the cuffs for growing. Right. And there's no reason that I can't like add a quarter of an inch into a seam that would allow me to expand something yeah. later. And so I don't know. I'm I expected this to be kind of traumatic. and instead, I feel pretty great about it.
0: I love that. Uh, and i'm I'm very excited to see you make this sweater because it's really cool. It's really unusual design, too, for super bulky yarn, so that'll be fun. That'll be fun. This episode of the Very Serious Crafts podcast is brought to you by the Embroiderer's Guild of America. EGA is a community of stitch-minded people who inspire passion for the needle arts through education and the celebration of its heritage. Become a member today. Registration is now open for the 2021 National Seminar, The Magnificent Stitch, to be held in Chicago. Learn more at egausa.org. And now for something completely different and definitely less serious than the topics we have been discussing so (laughs) far in this episode. Hold on just one moment. Because I have Mm -hmm. to grab... Let me tell you, it's... We're recording this. It's the end of October. The Christmas toy catalogs have arrived at my house. And... Like basically, there's just been a series of that them that have been coming, and honestly, I don't know if it's like a year of pandemic, but I have been very delighted to just pour over these. I've spent way too much time looking at toy catalogs this year, (laughs) but
1: I love toy
0: catalogs.
1: I got on the teachers catalog list for reasons unknown. Yeah, and it is the best day when that shows up.
0: Yeah, like they're just—it's really there's something. I think also it's something really enjoyable about flipping through a paper catalog that it's a, it's a whole different experience, right? But first, before we get into the few, like the more craft type things that I've seen, um, that I, as soon as I saw them, I had to talk about them on the podcast. But first, let me just say, yeah. there's what seems to be the toy of the year I saw somebody do a YouTube video on it first, and then it's been in every toy catalog. I'm gonna hold this up for Haley to see. It is called the Gotta Go Flamingo. And friends, I it this is a it's a little flamingo that sits on a toilet. What? A see-through toilet. You feed it this like powdery pellet stuff, and then it like wait, let me see what it says. It describes it Um, it is the singing, wiggling, and pooping toy. Because then it like, it like <laughs> sings a song, and then it it poops into the toilet bowl, and then you can scoop the poop out and then refeed it to the the flamingo, and it's so disturbing, and that it's it is everywhere this year. It's everywhere, and I am I mean, bothered I by this. I had
1: one of those doubts. Yeah, in but the 80s.
0: like, this is this is weird. It's kind of funny. But it's kind of weird. So I'm just going to say. I
1: don't understand. Can you imagine being in that room? Yeah, exactly. Where it was pitched? Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. No, thank you. Oh. No, thank you. Nope, 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 nope.
0: That is the the weird one. But what I've uh, also been finding, um, I will put links in uh, the show notes to all of these so that people can see them. And I will link to the... The outlet for which I have spotted these these things, although a lot of them are in multiple places. We also have what is called Blinger and it appears to be a kind of a new version of a Bedazzler but they have a version... Does it work better? (laughs) I cannot imagine that it would because this is like this little it almost looks like a Viewmaster reel Hmm. but with gems on it and it goes in this little um, plastic ring kind of a thing that uh, oh it's i don't know this is this is a little strange yeah it's like a me. blister pill pack yeah i i can't imagine i can't imagine that this is going to be real successful
1: no. but it's like whole punch meets blister pill pack yeah i don't know but what are you supposed to bling with it the uh
0: the one is is actually for for blinging your fingernails so that's, like, a whole, like, sticker kind of thing. You can,
1: you can... I mean, bling... that's a thing. L- I don't <laughs> understand it, but it's a thing. Yeah. You can use it on your hair. So, <laughs> <What>? that.
0: <laughs> it says you can use it for fashion to create your own striking looks. Um, oh. Definitely, they're showing so it's it... it's not on... permanent. No. I think that they're, like, stickers, but but (laughs) yeah exactly Um, so i think we
1: might need one (laughs) like as a podcast uh maybe just uh what what is it called again
0: blinger i i put a link to to it on amazon it's 25 dollars. it's like why
1: i know uh yeah um Uh, I like that it differentiates between blingers. Oh, they're different kinds. Yeah. Ooh, one of them looks like washi tape, but for your nails. Yes. Cool. Yes.
0: And there's like little... I want to play with that one. There's little like cases for them and all the refills and it's a whole I thing.
1: feel really strongly. Oh, wow. There's one that's eyebrows? Oh, Why? I didn't see the eyebrow one. <laughs> <laughs> Just what you uh,
0: always wanted.
1: Yeah. And these are for children. Yes. Yes. All right. So, I really think that just as a podcast, <laughs> we need to try these things. <laughs> oh, um, and I specifically need to try the nail art. Okay. <clears throat> Blinger Ultimate Nail Wand Collection, Purple. Glam your nails in no mess three-step process. No drying, no waiting. Nail art for school parties and special occasions. There Everyday
0: use. I mean, <laughs> what more could you possibly want? Uh, oh it covers gosh. all of your all of your needs. There.
1: <laughs> I I feel really great about this. I um,
0: just saw the eyebrow one. Wow. Okay. Right. <laughs>
1: Yeah. Yeah, that's what I'm saying.
0: Yeah, it's definitely like a... It's a self-adhesive one, because it does say, like, when you put it in your hair, that it does not leave any residue behind. So,
1: you know, whatever that's... I can just imagine the floor of a middle school gymnasium after, like, the eighth grade dance.
0: And it's just scattered with with blinger bits. Yeah.
1: And I say this as someone who was that age during the Gwen Stefani wears culturally inappropriate Uh things stuck to her face phase. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And, um, um, yeah.
0: Yeah. Um, in a, maybe in a similar kind of a category, but I think way cooler, um, Mm -hmm. Lego, not too long ago, put out a line that they call Dots. And if you've ever played with Lego, you know, there's like the little, you know, they're tiny single Mm -hmm. section pieces that are flat, and it uses that. And they have these kits that, they're definitely Lego sets, but they feel more craft-like to me. And so. Oh, cool. They're very, like. They're very. Those are fun. You know. they're designed to appeal to girls is kind of the idea. But I think I'm actually going to buy one of these for myself. I'm I'm leaning towards this little, like, desk organizer
1: that yep. has... that's exactly what I was thinking yep. when I saw it. <laughs> yep, it's, again, very, like, me as a kid
0: or a teen would have gone crazy for mm-hmm. this. So I'm going to buy myself uh, one of these sets. You They're have really to fun. have
1: a little bit of joy. Yes, exactly. I... And if something like that is going to like bring you an afternoon of joy and maybe Precisely. even more whenever you look at it like yeah. yes yeah absolutely do and the thing They've
0: got they've got these bracelets with different pieces that you can put on I probably wouldn't wear one so I'm not going to get one of those but really fun way to go later. I would have
1: been into the bracelets
0: yeah yeah um I I would have when I was younger definitely mm. um I just know that I wouldn't wouldn't likely wear them now. And then the last thing that I brought to show that this was the real thing that I knew I was going to need to to talk about here. Yeah. It's a it's an item called Twisty Pets and there's also um, Twisty Girls. Uh-huh. Yeah.
1: Wait, I I remember these also I, from I'm, the 90s. They must have It's possible that they that they did um They look like they're
0: made up of beads, which they kind of are. Okay. But they are connected in such a way that they could form a bracelet. But also, it's almost like they go together kind of like how you would twist a balloon animal. Like, that's the way that the legs come together. And I very distinctly remember probably my great-aunt Marg... Uh the, the the aunt who did the quilling, I believe that she used to make some little like beaded animals like this where they were um like the long elongated like crystally plastic beads that made the legs yeah. and then you know. The thing about these, again, this is not really meant to be a craft product, but reminded me of crafts. But the thing about these is when you untwist them to make the bracelets. They're a little bit strange, especially when you look at the one that is the twisty girls, because right.
1: do you have a picture of these? You know,
0: I don't. I don't think I had a picture to the girls one. Let me let All me right. get you. So
1: they're called twist twisty
0: girls or twisty girl. All if right. you search for an image search, you will surely find it. Um, oh, they look like like the bratz dolls. They kind of look like bratz dolls, but they you have to like split their legs up to make the long (laughs) bracelet thing it's so weird and i'm just concerned about what is happening to children's toys it's all i'm saying (laughs) it's just Uh, uh, i
1: i don't know i oh yeah that's that's downright morbid it's yeah it's super weird they've
0: disconnected the the lower body from the upper body, and then they connect a leg to the bottom of the upper body. And then the top of the upper body connects to the head. Like, it's weird. Uh, And, oh, and apparently you can join them together too. So you can make like a a necklace with all of your twisty pets. Um,
1: I really think that there would have been a better order in which to do that. I thought so too. I thought so too. Also I mean I see what they're doing there, but I I think they could have um Yeah. Yeah. Had that leg attached to the skirt instead of the, the
0: head. Yeah, I I at any rate, um I will put a link to the twisty girl in the show notes as well so that no one has to Google image search it because it does sometimes show you other things but anyway oh, um
1: yeah i just got yeah. to the other thing yeah so
0: uh, huh. don't don't do a don't do a, <laughs> an image search for that for that term i'm just gonna say that yeah but,
1: definitely don't um i did i've done it for you yeah
0: <laughs> yeah we all have unfortunately but anyway <laughs> uh i did think though looking at the little animals that it could be interesting to try to make a a bead animal like this and make it into an actual craft. So I don't know. Or a craft I mean, again. I they but are
1: interesting. I get are. it. And I kind of like the little cat.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And like, there's a unicorn. I don't and...
1: understand it... why you would, why, but. Exactly.
0: Okay. Exactly. Um, the, I suppose the idea of having like a little toy that you also could wear on your wrist so you could take it off and then like play with it. I don't know.
1: Anyway, whatever. Nobody asked me. That's right. But, but that um, is. That this is strange. was uh, the
0: fun and interesting things that I found in toy catalogs that I. They either jumped out at me as as crafts or semi crafts because toys do that sometimes. But anyway, yeah. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Wow. <laughs> I I I feel very 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 newly educated on <laughs> the current status of crafty kids toys.
0: Yeah. Yeah,
1: sorry. And I am totally pre-ordering that uh, nail wand, the, the
0: blinger blinger mm-hmm.
1: yeah. okay. thing,
0: just because I, I can't don't know. wait to see your manicure.
1: I mean, I am someone who does not own nail polish or makeup.
0: You <laughs> so will I feel now. like
1: I am the target audience. <laughs> oh, boy. oh my gosh, huh? So, so that's that. You know how uh I can't remember was it last week that we were talking about apps? Or last episode that I we think were talking so. about apps.
0: I think so, yes.
1: Oh, it was I think so. It was
0: the last um Patreon episode we discussed a lot of apps.
1: Oh yes, yes. So for those of you who are not yeah. Patreon patrons, we discussed crafting apps on the last Patreon episode. And during that I purchased an app called Stitch Sketch. Yes, and that's what I use. And I specifically purchased it because I wanted to see if it would work with my iPad and um, Apple Pencil. Uh huh. Because I thought that it would be fun to play with, and quick, and it's it seems to be exportable. It has DMC. Colors specifically programmed in. Like, it It seems really useful. Except that I can't figure out how to use it. Oh, no. I read the instructions. I read the updated instructions. I read the newest release. And the thing that I cannot figure out... And maybe... It, this may just be a difference because I usually design an illustrator. Uh-huh. And so... I generally make each, um, like each larger inch square, have fourteen divisions okay. within it for um, fourteen count cloth. Yes, and so I, for the life of me, cannot figure out how to set up the canvas. In a way that makes any sense to me. Yes. Um, and I, I will say that I did something. I don't know what it was, but I did something. And got something that resembles a workable thing. And so I've been playing with it. But I, I, I don't know what they're asking me for in the settings. And I write books on this subject. <laughs> uh-huh. Uh-huh. Yeah.
0: Yes. I think I know exactly what you're talking about. I have never gotten it to show me a grid that is 14 squares to an inch. Uh, mm-hmm. They, in the settings, they give you an option to, like, change the ratio of the boxes, which you would want yeah. if you were doing a knitting pattern, but does not apply for a cross-stitch
1: pattern. And then they have a thing no. for... And they don't even label it as ratio. Right. It's size. I'm like... Yeah. But that, that doesn't make any sense to me.
0: It took me ages before I realized that it was actually ratio. Like, I was typing in numbers in those that didn't matter. <laughs> I was typing in, like... Same. 14 and
1: 14. Yes. Which just made me... Me too. Squares. All the time. <laughs> yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. Yes. And also... Turns out those uh, cancel out to one. Yes. <laughs> <So>. Precisely. <laughs> um,
0: also... It has a thread count in there that I've not figured out what that how that changes anything. I don't know it hasn't appeared to make I a difference. I feel like
1: maybe if you were doing like Hardinger? Or maybe. something oh, like okay. that? sure. Yeah. Um I yeah, I also have not
0: yeah. figured that out. I have the getting the getting it to output a size that is accurate for like when it, because it calculates the finished size for you. Getting it to do that accurately, I I have still not succeeded
1: at that. I have ignored so that. So I did that accidentally. Okay. That's what I managed to do accidentally. Okay. I'll so, screenshot my settings. Perfect. And perfect. And send them to you. <laughs> Isn't but, it funny how like things that you think that you should just be able to figure out sometimes still just don't? <laughs> I and I even tried like different kinds, thinking that maybe it would make more sense in different design modes. Mm-hmm. Like seeing the settings in different design modes would like right. make the right. cross stitch setting make more sense. I mean, it's a cool app. There are vectors. Like yeah. you can Yep. Um and I have the the one that you pay for, yeah. like the premium one. And so you can export and you can do a lot of things. But the only thing in the world that I seem to want to do consistently is accidentally autofill the entire thing black. <laughs> Same. That seems to be my favorite activity. <laughs> but you don't. Know involving what? that. They've got that handy little
0: undo back I button. I know. <laughs> Which is. That's usually, that is most likely the time that I use that is when I don't realize that I have, like, the fill button, uh, the fill tool activated and, yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. Wait, I'm not supposed to use the fill tool? I
0: use the fill tool only when I actually am going to fill an area. Otherwise, I use, like, the individual, I think it's like a pencil, so that I can do pixel by pixel. And oh, just, like, tap, tap, tap.
1: I thought the pencil was the vector tool. Uh, there's, and it might be.
0: <laughs> there's also like a thing for drawing in lines that that does the the vectors. So that's like under that tool, I think.
1: Yeah, it's not. In front of me, I don't right know. Now, but uh, anyway, it's a really cool app. I don't know who designed this and what craft they do. Yeah,
0: and because it covers, I'm not sure how
1: they use it. Yeah,
0: because it it includes like settings just for. Like cross stitch, um, knitting, like, um, perler beads, knitting. Yeah, I think there's, there's at least one other needlecraft in uh, there
1: too. Color work of some variety.
0: Yeah, I think. Yeah, so um,
1: or maybe mosaic. I, I can't don't remember. remember, but basically anything that you could do on a grid. Yeah, but it, well, it is certainly easier to pick up than Illustrator was. Yes. Um. It isn't exactly straightforward. Yeah. Um, and I feel like given what its audience probably, like its target audience is, if I don't know how to use it, and like I said, I write books yeah. on this subject, yeah. Um, I, <laughs> it just needs a little bit of UI yes. help, but yeah. it's really fun. To it be is. able to just like on the fly tap out a design, it takes way less time than Illustrator does. Yeah,
0: and it's nice because you can. It's very portable because it's on an iPad mm-hmm. or or a phone. But um, yeah the the vector lines for adding like back stitch, you will find it, that is to me the clunkiest part of it. So,
1: mm. good luck. <laughs> well, we'll see. But I do like that it does something that I could do, but have not taken the time to do at this point, which is automatically add symbols for different colors, even when you're using colors. Yeah. Because a lot of people, like, that is the biggest accessibility issue for my books. Mm hmm. Is that I design in, in color and not in, um with color differentiating patterns. Yeah. And this does both. And I think that's really helpful. Yeah. Anyway, so I uh, I did the thing and I don't know how to use it. <laughs>
0: <laughs> well, well, sometime we, we could. But it's uh, fun. Yeah. Yeah. And well, and if you ever have any questions and you want to dig in further, go for, you can just let me know and I will, I will talk you through it, but.
1: Anyway. Oh, you will be the first person that I frustratedly text.
0: <laughs> you may find better solutions than I found, than I have on some of the things.
1: I mean, we may just end up collaborating and pooling our knowledge. Yep. Maybe we can write a A full tutorial. Guide. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, um, anyway.
0: we, despite the fact that there were only two of us, we managed to talk for a long time. So I think I should wrap this episode up. Yep. Uh, before we go, thank you again to our sponsor, the Embroiderers Guild of America. You can learn more about them at egausa.org. And thank you for listening to the Very Serious Crafts podcast. You can follow us on Instagram and Twitter at, at Serious Crafts and on Facebook at Very Serious Crafts. You can also find show notes and all things Very Serious Crafts at veryseriouscrafts.com I promise you I will link to that pooping flamingo and finally if you are a fan of the Very Serious Crafts podcast please leave us a five star review on whichever platform you use to listen to podcasts good ratings help us show up in recommendations which helps more people who love crafting find us yay you know they're just dying to hear this juicy content talk about pooping uh, (laughs) uh,
1: penguins not penguins not penguins oh gosh
0: flamingos all right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We, we should, should go. This up. <laughs> 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 it's
1: right, like the bye. gotta go,
0: very serious crafters at this point. Ugh. Okay. <laughs> Sorry.
1: <laughs> bye. bye. <laughs>